Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Amy from Get Secondary Ready. Finding out secondary school places is looming fast and I know myself how daunting that all feels. So Amy is going to talk to us today about navigating the transition from primary to second and any advice she has. Hi Amy, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. So first of all, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Brilliant, yeah. So my name's Amy. Um, I have an Instagram account called Get Secondary Ready. Uh, It's quite new um, because until September of this school year, I was an assistant head in a high school in London. Right. So I've moved back home um, and I'm quite lucky because I'm taking a little bit of time out of school uh, to be with my daughter, who's 16 months old. And I was always going to do a bit of schools advisory. So that's one thing I do. I work with schools and do some training for schools. But about a year ago, when I was at home with my little girl, Mm -hmm. I sort of found Instagram in a bit of a different way um, and found brilliant accounts that helped me, you know, from everything, from feeding, um, sleep, all of that. And then as I started to go back to work in the spring term, I thought, I bet there's all this stuff for high school that I could be using in my work. And there is, there's some brilliant stuff. There's a lot of psychology stuff and a lot of, um, if your children have got special educational needs, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of parent groups. But I couldn't really find what some of my friends whose kids are kind of just coming up to year five and year six were sort of asking for. So, and then that, going back to school in May and doing the transition for like one last time, I knew it'd be my last time at my school, I knew it might be my last time for a while, I was sort of looking through mum eyes at it slightly differently. Um, So yeah, I thought I can definitely share what I know already Mm -hmm. um, and see what else we can do. So yeah, that's why I've got my little account um, and it's been going since the summer. So every time we've come across like a event like it's um what we call um the national offer day on the first of march like we get to those things then i'll post some stuff um and get some good questions and then yeah i'm hoping this year to actually do a little bit more i've done i've done some work with some parents and some small groups of of year sixes and so yeah i want to look at that a little bit more because i think i think it's really hard for loads of different reasons um and i think for a lot of families for your first child that first of March is like the start of it yeah yeah and I think um that's why I wanted to talk to you now because I think there's quite a lot that people are are worried about at this point without any answers and it's quite a long time it was a long time until September so that kind of just goes on and on and on like I know myself obviously my daughter's second year at secondary school now and it's such a huge transition yeah and when it's your first it feels like a minefield you, yeah. you don't know 
unless you've got someone else that can kind of help yeah, you, like, yeah. you know, family or friend or whatever, which we didn't have. Yeah. Um, and it's quite scary. It's really daunting for, yeah. for both of you. Yeah. Um, where should we start? Where? Well, I think I was thinking about, you know, the, what is actually going, to, what people are going to find out in March. Yeah. Um, and I think... You know, we're sat here in Lancaster mm-hmm. and I think probably most of the people listening are in this area. It's even more peculiar here. <laughs> and so it's really hard. It's really yeah. hard because a lot of parents will be sat with no real idea what they're going to open or get in that email. Whereas yeah. in other parts of the country and, you know, actually you're pretty certain. And like you say, when you have your second, you'll be pretty certain because yeah, yeah. of the sibling so, thing. Yeah. So... I think, you know, actually what's really good now, before you get into, like, what type of bags to buy and can they get the bus and all of that, which is important, is just try and get your head round how you feel about it and also what your experience of high school was Mm -hmm. because schools are really weird, I think. Like, you might send your child to the same school you went to. might even be taught by the same person and they're probably wearing a similar uniform, probably going to go in, you know, it's canteens, assemblies, all the stuff that we think we know. But yeah, if you went to school in the early noughties, it's so different now. Yeah. It's massively different. Um, and, you know, there's all this other stuff that is linked that we think we know, but we don't. So I think the, having that chat, especially as well with, like, your partner or anyone else that's going to be involved in their life mm-hmm. is really important to actually sort of see what you might then pass on that you're not aware of because it's really natural to be really anxious it's a transition it's a big transition but I think being able to kind of control the bits that you can and getting your head around how you might approach that first time they come home and say the teacher said this or I forgot this is important because you you'll have very different experiences Um, and particularly if school was hard for you it, it, it just triggers it because yeah. it, it is familiar and the problems are quite familiar. So things like that I think are important, just kind of thinking about it. I think definitely thinking at this stage about how you will manage if you don't get the school that you want mm-hmm. and you're practically actually how are you going to tell your son or daughter, yeah. when are you going to tell them? Like I know year six teachers who say like parents who've texted in the day like mm-hmm. and then what, like picking all of that up. So that kind of practical planning, if you can. Um, I was listening actually this morning to the episode you do on the appeal. Oh, yes. You know, Jane, yeah. yeah, really interesting. And I, all the way through, I was like, oh, I think I know what's coming. Like, yeah. because that process is so tough. Yeah, yeah. But it is an option. So, yeah. like, you know, having clear, actually, if you yeah. didn't get where you want, how far would you be willing to go? Yeah. And, and what, what do you do? Um, really boring things as well like what email address did you actually register with yes. because that's yeah that's quite a big one yeah actually, because the people <laughs> yeah. sit there and they're like everyone else has found out and I don't know yeah. and it's gone to like you know someone's work yeah, email yeah. and you know that sort of thing just to try and make the first of March as mm-hmm. easy as it can be yeah. um, and thinking about how you talk to your child about where they're going um, and then there's a bit of a lull then which is hard yeah. um I don't know if you experienced yeah, this, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you might not even hear anything from the school at that point yeah. because depending on like, academies or local authority, like, it all works differently. So sometimes then you're like, great, I want to get going, yeah. <laughs> but what do I do? Yeah. There's nothing to do. So things like just thinking about, you know, what 
and it varies hugely from family to family how where will they have to go they might have to go two minutes down the road with Mm -hmm. all their mates and yeah practically nothing might change to and from school they might have to get on two buses and you know a whole complicated thing so depending on sort of taking stock really of how big a change practically is it going to be for them and then thinking about what you can do to try and upskill them in the bits that are going to be different yeah that's it one thing we did was um so our daughter had to get you know gets a school bus Um, so what we did kind of probably more over the summer but obviously we couldn't get the school bus we got a public bus and we practiced going to the like near school and back and then she kind of also knew if she ever missed the school bus she was confident in getting the public bus and she could still get herself there and home as well yeah yeah bro because like a lot of the time as well people think about getting to school mm-hmm. that tends to be all right because everyone's a yeah. bit like bleary yeah. you just go but <laughs> yeah. the way home from school is sometimes yeah. where it's tricky and like you know things crop up like do you want to do you want to come into town do you want to yeah, do this yeah. so like kind of just when these things crop up in you know year six life just trying to project a little bit and think mm-hmm. well at the moment this is how we're going to do it but let's work towards you doing it on your own yeah, by yeah. the time you're at this stage um i think if you don't know people who are at the school already mm-hmm. like the socials are great so like the PTAs and stuff often have Facebook pages or Instagram yeah, yeah. so you know following that just gets you a little bit more familiar with mm-hmm. what yeah, the school does idea, yeah. and and you know often you know there'll be parents already in the school who will then reach out to people yeah. and say there's new parent stuff coming up and most of that is in the summer but if actually, particularly if you've got a school that wasn't your first choice or you don't feel as you know it yeah, very yeah. well, those are just good little ways of finding out how school works. Yeah. And then just kind of keeping your eyes and ears open as well. Like if you can extend your school run a bit and swing by the school mm-hmm. and actually yeah. see, you know, like I know often in September, pick up and drop off. Parents say, oh, I'm going to drop them off for a bit. And then they don't realise that, you know, 400 cars appear yeah. in that area. And <laughs> yeah. so the first two days, they've got this horrible stress because yeah. they think they're going to be late. And, you know, anything like that that you can control yeah. and find out about just helps you f- feel more confident. Um, and I think what sometimes maybe you know, it's hard, isn't it, with kids? Because you, if you fire questions at them, we know you, you don't get anything. Yeah. But there are... There'll be, there'll be moments that appear like you know maybe a bit of a friendship thing that mm-hmm. is going on where you can just kind of ask some questions and see how they're feeling about the next stage you know a lot yeah, of kids actually yeah. by the end of year six are really ready for high school mm-hmm. perhaps not the you know the real change but you know if actually you're you're a bit quirky or you've been yeah. in a smaller setting you've not kind of found your people high school's great because yeah. they will be there somewhere yeah, um, yeah. and you know particularly all the sort of you know gender stuff about all the boys play football and stuff it's yeah. not like that at high school like yeah. you, there's stuff going on all the time so yeah. those little opportunities if they're just you know they've fallen out with somebody you know thinking about it being different next year mm-hmm. but oh, how will you do that and I think something I've noticed with um, like families I know and worked with year six is really busy mm-hmm particularly the summer term with brilliant like great stuff like really fun stuff that you really want to do but I think sometimes it then sort of cements this like your year six friends like because you're spending every minute with them and every and you're doing all this amazing Mm -hmm. stuff and then it gets to July you've been on residential sports day shows parties and then there's a big long six weeks 
And I think sometimes they just lack the confidence that they can make friends. They've, yeah. they've done it over and over again. But, you know, things come up where you can put them in a slightly different setting, maybe like, you know, the holiday clubs yeah, or yeah. sometimes like through sport, like there'll be a, you know, where the teams mix up and things. Because I think also sometimes with SATS pressure, primary schools often keep kids in very, the same groups with the same teachers because they're really trying to get the best out yeah. of them. And sometimes it feels, just from my perspective as a secondary teacher, sometimes they go a little bit backwards yeah. because of all of that. But you're not going to not, that's, that's brilliant. They need to do all of that. They need to have that closure. But it's sort of just referencing, like, do you remember that time when you played with that football team you didn't know, like, yeah. you did brilliant, or you went off when you went with Auntie So-and-So to do this and you talked to that girl you didn't know. I think all of that just helps mm-hmm. you and the child get their head round They've, they've dealt with change before. Yeah. You've dealt with change before. You know, they, they will have a lot of the skills, but they're going to need a lot of hand-holding yeah. as well. I think friendships is such a big one as well, isn't it? Like, I speak to so many parents and then, like, children that, you know, like, friends with children. It's, oh, my friends are going to this school, so I want to go there. And, you know, it's that thing of, like, kind of trying, getting them to understand that, you will make other friends you don't just have to stick to the friends you know now because you're gonna make new friends and you might not even necessarily stay friends with the ones that you're friends with now and I think they just find that so hard to imagine because (laughs) they just you know just where they are at emotionally and kind of cognitively they they don't think forward like that so it is a really hard thing to ask them to do but as well you know I always say to I've said on the Instagram as well in that first few weeks in September, it's really tempting to sort of shut everything down and be like, right, they're tired, you know, they're going to learn how to do their homework. But if you do do things with friends that they've known for a long time, kind of keeping them going mm-hmm. into the autumn term is really helpful because it's just that bit of stability and reassurance that, yeah, you know, point, yeah. that... Um, and linked to that, and it's really, really hard, is the whole phone socials because... You know, that's obviously the natural way that they'll want to keep in touch. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, you know, there's, there's so many different approaches to this. But I think getting your head around as early as you can, kind of in year six or year five, you know, your child might have a phone, but that doesn't mean all the decisions are made. You can still yeah. keep making decisions and actually change how mm. you do things if it's not working. Um, I think that's that's really important. Otherwise, what happens is you kind of you're pressured into doing what other people are doing or what your child's telling you to do because you're in this heightened month in September where everything feels quite emotional and you want to give them everything that you can to make it better. And then sometimes then we get bigger problems. Mm -hmm. So I think just kind of laying your sort of, you know, your worries out at this stage and thinking about where your child's at is really helpful because they're all so different. They are, yeah. And what you're asking them to do is so different, depending on where they're going, who they're going yeah. with. Um, so it is, it is really hard. And and I think just reaching out, like, you know, if, if um, you know parents at the school already, or just other parents who've got children who've gone through it, because even if it's not exactly the same, you know, they'll be, they'll be able to give you some practical help, but also just some reassurance that they do get there. Yeah. Some of them it takes all of year seven and some of them will need a lot of help, but they do do it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they amaze people, impress people all the time by how they just get on with it. Yeah. What 
kind of advice would you give for in terms of emotions? So like, obviously finding out and then kind of processing that. Have you got any advice that you would give? I think like lots of things, you've got to start with yourself. So you've got yes. to kind of think about how you're going to manage that emotion mm -hmm. in order to be able to then support your child through it. Um, and that's, you know, I know people will, you know, will obsessively Google like the birth years and yeah. how many, you know, and, yeah. and I totally understand like you kind of need to do yeah. that to know because otherwise, how do you know? But kind of, if you have got a sense of, you, basically, it's only going to go one of two ways, isn't it? You're yeah. either going to get what you were hoping for yeah. or you're not. So, kind of just trying to prepare. For, for either and then go into your child when you're regulated and as yeah, calm yeah. as you can be and I don't you know don't advocate lying to children at all but I think there are some things about you know appeal process and stuff you might choose not to share yeah. with them if that's what you're going to do and and then you know you'll I know it'll be a whatsapp group or whatever kind of just trying to protect yourself from everybody else if if you haven't got what you were hoping yes, for that's something I can't remember whether we talked about this in the um episode about the appeal but that's something that can seem like it, if social media usually and everyone's yeah, oh, I've got yeah, my yeah. first choice yeah, I've got yeah. and when you don't get that yeah. it's it makes you just feel really awful even worse I think yeah, doesn't yeah, it yeah and it's you know it's those comparisons just crop up all the time don't they? it's mm -hmm. the same with exam results it's the same yes. with all kinds of things so and there probably have been you know there's been an equivalent already that you've dealt with so trying to think about you know how yeah. you how you cope with that and then you know just trying to pick kind of controllable things to talk to your child about as well so you know remember we went there you really liked that subject that's you know yeah. that's what's happened this is how we're going to do things so just kind of helping them get to September as well so you know remember we said we were going to go get a uniform at this point we were gonna yeah. you know and all the exciting things in year six that you know that's why I think they're so precious because they really help parents as well as children yeah. kind of just close that chapter as hard as it is yeah. um, when it's your first as well that that thing of it's feels so big and intense that they're leaving primary yeah. and you're just like oh my goodness it's you know my first baby like I can't believe that we're at this stage already and that I speak to a lot of parents and I can I, I think for me I just have to block it out yeah and just yeah. carry on and yeah not even think about the fact yeah. that she was leaving absolutely I think a lot of people are the same and I think also part of what you are kind of I imagine worried about losing is there's a lot of practical you know I live really near primary school now mm -hmm. and having always been a teacher I've never been around at the start or end of the day I've always been at my yeah. school and I see you know parents having a really good chat outside school sometimes yes. till like quarter to ten and I <laughs> yeah. think like the, you need that you yeah. need that whatever you're talking about that's that's you talking to another parent about life yeah. and you know it's freezing cold they're still standing there yeah. like that's that's important and it isn't the same at secondary school no, no matter whether you're bussed or dropped off there just is never a group no. of parents standing no. at the gate so if that's you're going to lose some of that how can you then pick that up in another bit of your life yeah. so can I see these mums on a Friday night once a month can I mm -hmm. you know make sure that they're on the same team and I see them on a Sunday morning like I think just acknowledging that those parents and that life has been a big bit of your life as well yeah and trying to really keep some point, of it yeah. going 
then just means it's not all new for you as yeah. well either. So I think as a parent as well, the focus is all on, you know, obviously your child, it's your child going to secondary transitioning, but what you've said there about acknowledging it's a change for you as well, I think that's, yeah. that's a really key point. It's probably something that I didn't really think about, um, and I don't yeah. think many parents probably will, but it is a huge change for you as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think um, you... I think you expect that in the first few weeks and months you're going to have a lot practically to do, mm-hmm. you know, sorting out the bag, all of that. But I think one thing is you get in that first couple of weeks is thinking about, you know, longer term are you going to do it? Because I used to meet parents who'd be in sort of year eight, year nine with kids who, you know, didn't have special educational needs, didn't need a lot of extra support, mm-hmm. and they'd be saying, I'm doing homework with them till nine o'clock at night. And so, you know, getting your head around at what point will yeah. you feel able to let go? And if that means they don't do it and they get a consequence, mm-hmm. okay, well, can you live with that? Yeah. Because, you know, in many ways, there's a lot more admin around high school yes. than there is yeah. primary school. And I think, you know, as teachers, you're sending out emails about this, emails about that. You don't always see that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people think once they're at high school and they're settled, I'll have all this time. I won't be taking them to and from <laughs> school. But you're doing... Yeah. loads and I think what I've found as well when you've got more than one child so you've got them at separate schools yeah. and you've got admin coming in from both schools so it's just like oh my yeah, goodness yeah, yeah. like yeah. I can't cope <laughs> yeah that is something I keep trying to pass back to the schools I work with that one thing that comes from every parent is emails notifications yeah. and it's like I don't know, I think you should go back to the newsletter once a yes. week where you just, if you didn't know, you didn't know, but the, yeah. the emails are just, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think you trying to get in as good a place about mm-hmm. it as you can, I think, um, yeah, and talk, particularly if it's not the news you'd wanted, talking to like kind of your extended family about that as yeah. well, because I think sometimes you get that like, uh, oh, you're going to have to speed up for high school. You're gonna, you won't be able to do that at high school. And there's a lot yeah. of sort of, um, yeah, like sort of fake fear that comes yeah, just from point, strange sources sometimes yeah. about... And sometimes, you know, like I've met done a lot of work with primary school teachers who say, oh, yeah, we do that. Like, we're really sorry, but we do say, like, come on, you, you won't be able yeah. to do that. And I say, well, sometimes we do it as well. We say, well, you're not a primary school. Yeah. But actually there is there shouldn't be that big divide. Yeah. But I think sometimes yeah it comes from different sources and you know like schools have different reputations we can't get away from that Mm -hmm. but schools change all the time so you know when granddad's saying oh that school's whatever you know he's talking about 30 years ago you know there's been four heads since then or whatever I think there's just little things like that that can just chip away and kids listen and they they can hold on to that and you know and you can think why are they worried about that and it turns out it was some throwaway comment yeah. so I think you know like you do with lots of bits of parenting sometimes you've just got to kind of get the whole team on board and be yeah like you know this is what we're working towards and you know or, or we've accepted they're going to need a lot of help in year mm-hmm. seven and we're going to give it to them so I'm yeah. going to need you to help and can you pick them up on this day that that kind yeah. of thing um because yeah it's overwhelming for the, the parents but it's also anyone else that's involved using a child minder yeah. or whatever like they they've got a lot to of change as well yeah. with it all um and then i think you, through the whole sats thing whether people think about yes, sats I ask about. you know it's it, it really skews learning in year six it, yeah. it is really the focus of what learning in year six is about but it does give you a bit of a sense of how your child is doing mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've, I did some things about this in May last year and I'll do it again this year. Actually, it is helpful to kind of get your head around how did your child do because it is an indicator of whether they're you know, going to be flying academically yeah. at high school, whether they're not. And then if they're not kind of doing as you thought, whether it's a big red flag or not yeah. actually your child's worked super hard but they've just not quite made what this you know that sort of line is that somebody invented yeah. um you know you know that they're, they're going to need a bit more support if they were flying in by halfway through year seven they're, they're not doing so well mm-hmm. you know that probably yeah. something's not quite right yeah, yeah. um so kind of getting your head a little bit around that um seeing how they can work on their own like can can Mm -hmm. they lots of children at this age can't um you know can they start a task can they finish it um because a really big one and this is what I do in like the sessions with children is like can they ask for help yeah because when your primary school teacher knows you so well and maybe they taught you in year five maybe they taught you know maybe they've known you lower down the school as well um sometimes you don't even need to ask for help because they're way ahead of you um and in high school certainly when you first go and certainly in the subjects where you maybe only see the teacher once a week things like that you know if you're if you find something difficult knowing how to ask for help is the difference between you then keeping going on your journey and getting better yeah. and just sitting back and, and getting a bit stuck, even if you're not stuck, stuck, but you don't thrive because, yeah. you know, so, and that's really hard and come that comes with the pressures of not, you know, you don't put your hand up, you don't do whatever. Yeah. So like kind of just trying to teach skills about that generally. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, and then, all, you know, I talk about on the Instagram thing, you know, there are things that you can just do in, like, activities that help them with the organisational skills. Like, can they follow a recipe? Like, yeah, when you're making so something... Yeah, about this as well. Like, it's... I speak to a lot of parents that you never really kind of know how much independence yeah. to give them. <clears throat> and for us, that was a big thing within the transition of we yeah. started trying to implement little things. So she was gaining that bit of independence so yeah what kind of yeah I mean the ones for kind of like travel and things I think are quite straightforward and will depend on what you're doing but yeah like going on the bus or um things like with the phones like can they do they know telephone numbers if the phone dies yeah or do they know how to how they will contact you if the phone broke because you know I don't even think I remember my husband's mobile number like you just get so used to being able to look things up but if you've got a system where they call you after school and you come and pick them up well how do they do that if they lose their phone or whatever so those practical things I think are good but in terms of their learning as well like that can they follow a recipe can they read something and um tell you what it what it means Mm -hmm. because sats teaching is amazing that that they're really great at doing what they need to do for sats but then if they're in a history lesson or a rs lesson there might be it might not be as explicit like what they need to do so the more that they can sort of read something and tell somebody else what it means and hang in there with like instructions like you have to in a recipe or a method it might not directly link to what they're learning but it really helps yeah um and then you know like taking responsibility for their things so clubs activities you know it's so much quicker if you just bung all their stuff in a bag and send you know all head out of the house you know like looking after their room or whatever 
but if actually you can spare the extra quarter of an hour where they have to do yeah. it and deal with the slight meltdown when you get and they've only got one football boot, yeah. <laughs> it, it all helps now yeah. because it's such a lot if the first time they're doing all of that mm-hmm. is in this brand new place where they yeah. don't even That's know where they are. Already got so yeah. much going on. Yeah. And it is a big change in that respect of they're going from they they don't need to take books or anything like that yeah. to yeah. now and they've got yeah. to have different books on different days and yeah. um I found out I think it was maybe halfway into the first year when a, a bag broke that she'd been taking all the books oh, every yeah, day because really she couldn't be bothered to yeah. pack a yeah. bag at night. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why are you yeah. doing that? <laughs> Oh, we used to walk around and sort of just lightly lift them up and be like, you've got all your back books in there, please, yeah. please leave some somewhere else. And things like lockers are a, are a good one to think mm-hmm. about because, like, as a year seven parent, I must get them a locker. Yeah. For a lot of kids, they're just a nightmare. They're just another yeah. place to go that isn't on the way anywhere. That they're was, just... Yeah, yeah, a few parents I spoke to, we'd kind of asked about that, like, do they need a locker? And um, they'd kind of said the lockers are nowhere near where they get the buses from yeah, at the end yeah. of the day yeah. and they, they don't generally have time to go to the locker and then to get the bus so things like that yeah. where we kind of yeah. had to think about that we hadn't really even considered yeah and going back to what you said about um not not having sort of books out i think that is the case for most um, primary schools but some primary schools particularly bigger ones do yeah. a lot of kind of prep for high school and maybe they've got a different English teacher to a maths teacher and yes. they move around and stuff so again like it it's getting your head around what your child has you know asking them those questions like yeah. you know when you go and see Mr so-and-so why, why is that like yeah. because I think you, you just don't always know and particularly in the summer term they will do a lot of kind of prep some of them like give them like versions of planners like right we used to have in high school yeah. and most of us don't anymore um online now, yeah <laughs> so, so that kind of thing like they might be doing mm-hmm. but it's hard for primary schools as well because you're never sending all of your children to one school no, even in it, even yeah. in you know in situations where you know your primary school's next to your high school so everything's a little bit of like a kind of try this and I think that's worth noting as well because if you've got a child who's really anxious and you say Mm -hmm. this is how it's going to be and then day two it's not then they can really really sort of struggle with that so just that I think this will help we're not sure but let's let's Mm -hmm. try um yeah and I think just keep asking for help keep reaching out and finding out and maybe if you can and this maybe sounds a little bit silly but just try and roll with it as well and enjoy it as well yeah. like as a chance to no, I agree with to that. watch yeah. your child kind of step up because yeah. they all do at some point some yeah. of them it may be really tough year seven who i've worked with for you know most yeah. of the 18 years i've been teaching are tough in in january because right. that's when you know sometimes the kids who've held it and held it but actually right. really haven't coped that's when it just it becomes a bit much apart. often you have kind of friendship changes around mm. them because yeah. hanging on to the primary friendships if it's not going to work by then it hasn't um so yeah i think just settling in for, for a year of yeah. it being different but you know the the events we used to have at the end of year seven like the celebration assembly sports day and stuff were always brilliant because you mm. were just looking at these you know young young adults becoming yeah and thinking back to when you met them in may when they were sat there yeah. very much primary school children you know it it's it was always just brilliant to see how much they change a bit like reception you know yeah. that like that they, they are 
different kids but as a parent that's really hard because yeah. that's a lot of change in a, a short period yeah. of time and I think as a parent as well you can often get caught up in the emotions of everything that's going on and particularly if your high school experience wasn't a good one absolutely yeah. um yeah. you can kind of and again I speak to a lot of parents that haven't had a good experience at high school and they're already kind of anticipating that it's yeah. going to be the same for their yeah, child yeah, yeah. and I think you've yeah. got to try and remember that they're not you and yeah. just because you didn't necessarily have a good experience doesn't mean that they're not going to yeah um and like we were saying before about like the moving around from classes and different teachers and stuff I know that's something that a lot of parents worry of, are they going to get lost are they going to find the way mm. around school but obviously it completely depends on the child but sometimes they can actually it can be really good for them yeah, yeah. Um, that was one thing that I was a little bit like oh I'm not sure how she's going to navigate that yeah but she absolutely loves it she loves having all the different subjects and new subjects yeah, yeah. to learn about and that's been really really nice yeah. to see as well well that's good I think as well like I I went to girls grammar school so I know my school was well I didn't know at the time when you look back at that's not normal like that's not how (laughs) high schools really are and my husband went to a big comprehensive in London so that's kind of why I think about that you need to have a chat with your partner as well because sometimes like you might have even gone to the same school but your experience is very different and you know behavior there was really good I didn't until I was a teacher I don't think I even really knew kids could ever misbehave at school but um what I do know is that now behaviour in schools, you know, there's always going to be problems. Yeah. Like things like fights. When you put 1,700 or 2,000 kids in one place, yeah. occasionally things are going to go wrong. Um, but I think I really liked what your guest on the appeals episode was saying about is how that's managed and yeah. it's how, like, for example, how you as a parent manage that yeah, when you yeah. hear that rather than what happened. Like, yeah. you know, oh, okay. Because, you know, children say there's been a fight if they've just seen two year 11s bump into each other really enthusiastically (laughs) because in year seven you're really like heightened to it yeah but um behavior in schools i think since i started teaching Mm -hmm. 18 years ago is better i think children have more challenges now i think it's a pandemic thing and i think there's a lot of i could talk about that all day about issues i think could be better in schools in relation to support but you know, it is an expectation now that a teacher is on the corridor between their lessons, like standing at the door. You know, when I was at school, when I talked to people our age when they were at school, mm. teachers were in the staff room, yeah. you know, like, you know, probably just having a break, like you should yeah, be able to do yeah, and work. But yeah. it's not like that. Like it, there's a lot of supervision and, and around getting lost. I think children and sometimes parents think, gosh, they'd just be wandering around. They wouldn't know where they, they wouldn't know what to do. They'd be totally on their own that doesn't happen because there's so many people in a school including helpful older students like they do what likely happens is they go to the wrong place and then they need redirecting that happens quite a lot at the start but that kind of idea that you'd be like this tiny little dot in this big playground not knowing what to do is is really rare and if there is there are children like that they're the ones that are picked up straight away by the pastoral teams because usually anyone can kind of follow on after someone else and get to the wrong place Mm -hmm. but if you're really struggling yeah you'll need some more help and that will be there um so yeah I think those kind of things um but yeah I definitely think schools are are different Mm -hmm. um and so I was going to say a lot of people have quite I think justifiable moans about schools at the moment and I think sometimes it's about channeling that as well because some things happen in schools just because they always have had 
And I think if you talk, I think you posted something about this. If you talk to people, they'll say, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like that. And then you ask for some ideas or I ask for some mm-hmm. feedback and people don't come forward because I think yeah. they're like, oh, I don't want to wanna cause a problem yeah. or there must be a reason they do that. And there are lots of things that schools have to do and a lot of pressures that come from above. And if you feel really strongly about it, mm-hmm. like voice that because yes. otherwise, you know, that's where you get these big divides between parents and schools and primary schools I think because parents are there every day you know just naturally are much more receptive they just get that feedback much more yeah much more frequently and much more in different ways whereas high schools you know you do get big differences in how high schools communicate with parents and you know if, if there are little things like about the communication or like about you know how something's organized that feedback could probably be acted upon yeah and it's it's all right to sit in moaning on say facebook or whatever but i find a lot of people do that but they like you said they don't approach the school if you've got a real issue yeah then approach the school and you usually find they're more than happy to speak to you i mean sometimes it might take a little bit longer to get to who you need to speak to it's kind of that meeting in the middle isn't it between parents and teachers but ultimately happy schools are where parents happy kids are happy um so i think that's a good tip as well is if you've got a chance to talk to someone at school like they might have a little interview before you start or you might go along to an event you know who do i contact and they might not be able to say this is your tutor and this is their name yeah. but you know they might be able to say this is the communication policy because at my school you could email people directly yeah which was great but as I was leaving I was on about 100 emails a day which when you're then teaching and mm. doing all your other things is doesn't yeah, work it's a lot, isn't it? whereas in other schools you might email a central address yeah, and they kind of and then sometimes that gets filtered out so if you're just asking about you know what's going on with rugby why has it changed times mm-hmm. maybe the admin team respond to that yeah. and then it, it could get passed to the right person so I don't think there's a right or wrong with that but it'll vary so knowing yeah, yeah um and I think rarely in my experience has turning up at school mm-hmm. got you kind of what you needed yeah. if there is like you're in the midst of something really awful's happening yeah. and I can't get my child out of the car or I need to tell you I need to know then you're always going to go to school but if actually you know you just you're concerned about homework or you think something's happened you're going to sit in reception for ages and who comes to see you probably isn't the right person so just knowing if I send an email it'll it may be in 48 hours maybe even a week but it yeah it will get picked up you would hope is probably the best way and also just this might only be my opinion but when you're getting a lot of emails like that um what I wanted parents to do is just tell me straight off what they needed. Yeah. People are really polite, so they say, hi, uh, Miss Quinn, you might not know me. Um, I, I did meet you that one time at this. Yeah. And, like, that is really, really lovely, but I'm trying to read that before I go off to teach, before yeah. I do whatever. So if you say, actually, you know, so this is what's happened, so-and-so mm-hmm. has fallen out with this person, this yeah. happened on the bus, I can you do this? Yeah. It, it's not rude, like, that's mm-hmm. that's just probably the best way to get to that member of staff what you need them to know and what you want them to do Mm -hmm. um and rightly or wrongly i think email is the way that most teach because they can just pick it up wherever you know they'll they will again whether they send them all at eight o'clock in the morning they will be writing them at night they will be writing them before school because that's the nature Mm -hmm. of teaching but um i think that's probably the best way most of the time to get information to schools that's just made me think of another question um so once you've found out 
what school your child's got. Obviously it differs with every school, but I know, I remember the year that um, my daughter got a thing, some people got information through from their school really quickly, mm -hmm. others didn't get anything for literally weeks and weeks. And I remember a lot of parents getting really stressed, saying, oh, should I have had something? Yeah. What would you recommend doing in that instance if you if you don't hear anything from the school? Yeah, it's really it's really hard that because um, the reason I think that happens is because um, academies, so schools yeah. that are in academy trust or are their own academy, really do manage their own admissions. So the local authority will kind of tell them who they've got, but then it's them. Okay. Um, whereas if you're a local authority school. Like, I, I was a local authority school, so I would know the day before the 1st of March who I was getting. Right. Um, so I could contact them, and I would, to say, amazing, we're looking yeah, forward to hearing yeah. from you. But uh, although I also suspect, in my job, I always looked after transition. I absolutely loved it. It was, like, my thing. That's not always the case in schools. So the person doing transition might be the head of year 11, right. because they'll go down. Yeah. And so they are at the busiest bit of their year yeah. because they've got, 200 or 150 however many kids yeah. to get through their GCSE so it's not right it doesn't help you as parents of year six students but I think that's sometimes why mm. and that but then when those year 11s do their exams yeah. in May they will then be full-time on the sixes going into seven so again I would just if you can like ring the school or whatever and say like what what's expected to happen yeah. when will I expect to hear um and you know once they're there and stuff that's sometimes a bit of helpful feedback because yeah. I think particularly in schools where it's managed like not by the school so much you just assume it's all happening yeah because the local authority look after it yeah. um yeah but if you have had your thing saying you have a place mm -hmm. and then you've accepted that place you have it um yeah. and i know like on the appeals episode there was some discussion wasn't there about whether you should accept the place if you really don't want yeah. it my understanding is and I, although listening to that it seems things are quite different in Cumbria and Lancashire and depending yeah. where you are <laughs> but I think is always to accept the place that you're given yeah. because you don't get any as I understand it you don't get any more preferential treatment down the line if you haven't got a school place yeah, because no, in law the local authority gave you a school yeah. place so you know I, I don't think it helps being like, well, I'm not sending them, I'm not getting it. You yeah. know, just go through that process. Your guest was great at saying, I kept talking to them all the way through. It happens every year, yeah. so the schools will understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do, get it accepted as soon as you can, because that will be then when you start getting information from yeah. the school. If you're going to try and do something different, mm -hmm. do that as as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it is, this is, I think as hard as September is, I think like March and April are, yeah. are hard as well because, you know, there are a lot of kids that kind of really want to get going, a lot of parents want to get going yeah. and you can't, until you get that list of, yeah. you know, I also know loads of parents who kind of bought loads of uniform and then the school changed, changed stuff it, yeah. and like, so you, you sometimes do just have to kind of think, right, Yeah. Just we will find out, and... yeah, and um, we'll get, we'll have time to do it then and yeah, enjoy, enjoy year six because... Well, it is great it is great and and yeah they will they will get there yeah they do they all will. get there and if you need that help just yeah just keep reaching out get on instagram there's loads of good stuff on there and mm -hmm. and talk to people and i don't know if i can't remember if i said this at the start i'm sorry if i did but that was um you know aside to realizing this was this whole world of parenting support that i didn't know was there it's it made me double sad because in the job I did I was like safeguarding pastoral all of that I met with parents every day and I usually met with a parent on their own yeah. usually a mum 
and as uh, when things were really tough for a kid you know maybe something really complicated going on maybe you know things were really tough at school it's rare but obviously it happens yeah. watching that person kind of get less confident as the time went on and seeing them just pitch up each time there was a meeting on their own I think you know if I if I say now my toddler didn't eat their lunch and it was awful mm-hmm. you you go oh yeah I get it like oh gosh if, if she has a tantrum in Sainsbury's people sort of they give you a little look but it's like oh yeah. I've been there Whereas teenagers, there's something about when things are challenging for teenagers, I don't think we reach out the same. No. I don't think we get the support the no. same. Sometimes we get the opposite. Out. Like, yeah. But if your, parent, if your child's doing something a bit like antisocial yeah. or they're really struggling, you do get other parents sort of being a bit like, oh, I don't know about that because my child's not doing it. So, yeah. And that, you know, I, th- I think that's natural, but it can be quite a lonely place. Yeah. And yet there are there are people out there and you know particularly online for the send parent groups and stuff the send reform ladies on instagram yes. are literally changing yeah, yeah, they're, doing they're changing the stuff. law like that they, yeah. they, they it's phenomenal and there's been people in my job been trying to chip away at that for years and saying this isn't right but it needs that kind yeah. of joined up no yeah. we're not having it and the same with you know reaching out and saying my child really you know I couldn't get my child to school for a time like just normalizing some of those challenges and I think um quite a lot of the time as your children get older parents hesitate from sharing that kind of stuff especially teen like antisocial behavior and you know school refusal and stuff like that because it's seen as such a negative thing but yeah as kind of with everything I do like I always say you know speak out and you know you hopefully find some support from that and if not other people will get that support from you because they know they're not alone yeah I think that's really important and I think what's really frustrating in the type of job that I did around like safeguarding stuff is that Mm -hmm. something might have been going wrong for a child and the family don't come forward to the school because they think there'll be some judgment or they think like they'll get punished at school something that's happening outside of school and you know we did a lot of work on that to try and stop that from happening because school should be the the place that you can yeah. go to first you know that schools have counselors they have all kinds of yeah. things but if they don't know it's it can be really tough and particularly then things start to go wrong and you're still not saying but actually this I think this is going on for them or I've noticed this at home you then just get this kind of bit of a battle and if schools aren't doing that I think it's really sad but it does happen yeah. you know so it's it's about again going to other people and sort of a bit of solidarity like yeah um but yeah I think that is and and also the context is different like with toddlers and babies things change it's really hard but ultimately the principles are the same they need to be fed they need to sleep being a teenager in 2024 Mm. is very different to the 1990s so even going like to your own parents or people you would go to you know they can tell you the basics love them provide for them don't give up on them like but actually, how do you deal with yeah. social media bullying? Yeah. Like, we're all fathoming that out. Yeah. So it's, I think the more you can find people that you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. um, use them. And that's why it's great what you're doing and what, you know, that that these things mm-hmm. are here because we need them yeah, as parents. We, we need them. We can't, um, you know, we need just places we can go to at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night or whenever we've got yeah. time and have a listen or have a look and and think about how we could do mm-hmm. things. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to follow, review and share with other parents you know. Thank you Amy for joining me on today's podcast, it's been great to have you and thank you to everyone for listening.